Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I think it's going well. Hey, like <laughs> third time lucky, third but, time's a charm. Twenty minute times episode two hundred and eighty two, the flagship podcast. I'm your host Jamie, joined by Mark Melly. You are. And Stephen. Hey, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Is that your Australian accent? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> trying something out. Trying something different. Keep them guessing. I keep the body guessing. Listen, if you like this podcast, if you love the podcast, if you're indifferent about the mm. podcast and you've just got a bit of cash about you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims is where you can support this podcast and make our dreams come true. Um, I thought... If only other people... Were, if only everyone was as... Honest as that with their sales pitch, even if you don't care about it. But you know, if your if your first name is Shay, for example, <laughs> and you're watching from Dubai or one of the Emirates, and you want to fund a couple of chancers uh, doing a Celtic <laughs> podcast, then we're your guys. Um, Melly, yes, I thought Celtic were going to be in for a difficult weekend at Hamden, a difficult afternoon at Hamden, up against the current cup holders in the League Cup competition, and just first bite at the cherry. And for a wee while, it did look as if it was going to be a tough afternoon. It did look like a tough afternoon. We we sort of hummed and hawed at, at spells, but looking at St Johnston, they're coming to a cup semi final. As you said, they're the holders. Cup game, you need to go and win it at some point, mm-hmm. lads. If you want to get to the final, you need to try and score. I don't know if they're. <laughs> it's so simple when Millie puts it like that, isn't it? If you want to get to the final, you need to score. Play for a point. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if that's what the, the plan was. Like, well, we won in penalties before, so maybe if we can yeah. get to penalties, we can do it that way. But. Nothing from St. Johnson in attack, which to me just felt like, right, Celtic aren't playing tremendously, but see if we do score, this game is done. Mm-hmm. This game is done. And we did get the goal. And once we did get the goal, I never felt like Celtic were going to let in a goal or even attempt to lose the game. But so that was just pretty much part of time after that. And the final whistle, the scenes, it was absolutely brilliant. Hamden for all its flaws. The start of the game, the, the Bertie Old tribute, mm-hmm. and then the end of the game, all tremendous, a lovely wee day out, which turned in a lovely wee weekend. I, we, we, I suppose we need to make mention, because it's the first time Stephen says we've had the opportunity on the podcast to make mention of the fact that uh, Berry Old had passed, that the, the, every time the Green Brigade set out to do one of these tributes to a Celtic player, and, and any sort of display, but particularly when it's a tribute to a Celtic player, they always nail it. And then it it, it just it gets the atmosphere piping hot as soon as that that Bertie and I know you were underneath it you could yeah, see it yeah. but as soon as you saw that you're like oh, fucking here we go man this and it, do you know it's like Hamden's ours and then when the, the, the 67th minute came and everyone put the torches on their phones which I love anyway um, and then they, they unfurled the, the image of Bertie and it had the, the flares and the pyro and all that going around it I just I, I honestly I thought he would fucking love that. He would be all in for that. Ain't no half-stepping for no. the Green Brigade once again. Yeah, I, I, it was the first time I can remember actually being part of one. As mm. I got to my seat. I wasn't directly behind the goal. I was just sort of round to the corner flag. The corner flag that James Forrest uh, came over and celebrated that. I was kind of round there, but I was under under the, the first display and couldn't, from that angle, couldn't quite get a good view I could I, I could basically work out what it was the the 67th minute one it was very obvious what it was but I couldn't get a good view of it it was only later when I saw mm. a video of it it was it was very very impressive uh, can I see it for the smoke for the flares <laughs> enough and, we, and you don't want to see that in Scottish football <laughs> that, that's my generic clean shirt impression there yeah oh we can't condone that behavior from the the 
There's fans. always somebody that says that, isn't there? Aye. Just gear up, gear up, right? Doesn't, it doesn't need to say it. it was Nobody incredibly... wants to see it. Everybody wants to <laughs> see it. Everybody wants to see it. Europe wants to see it. Everybody around the world wants to see that kind of thing. But yeah, Look at was... Kyogo picture. He looks brilliant. Oh, yeah, that, that was that stunning picture. Yeah. That, I? But aye, very, very impressive. Um, a, a big occasion, very sombre occasion for obvious reasons. It's um, a, a number of days since Betty Old uh, passed away. But I mean, it's, I, I think... As impossible as it is to do a guy like that justice, they made a fair shake of it oh, with, that, with sure. that tribute. That was very impressive stuff. Merely the game itself, I was listening to the St. Johnson manager, Cal Davidson, after the game, and he says, you know, if you told me that I would limit Celtic to three or two chances on goal, Stephen's <laughs> slow clapping here, um, he goes, I would have bit your hand off, and I immediately thought, I mate, but you conceded one of those. <laughs> you, can, you conceded a third of the goals that you tried not to... You said they try. To, I think it maybe you. They try to turn up and play for a point. I'd be, see if I was a St. Johnson fan or player. I'd be fuming at that because you're saying we. This is out. This is we're here to defend this. Aye. We're here to defend this tournament. And they came up and they offered absolutely nothing. Um, that big boy. Who was the guy up front with the elbows? Chris Sh- Kane. Was it Chris Kane with the elbows? And it just sort of descended. And there was a wee bit of that. And I just thought this is no what a cups. This is no the the spectacle a cup semi finals meant to be now. We don't want every team to turn up and have a go and so we can just run right over the top of them. But Hibs had a go at Rangers and look what happened. Yep. Yeah. And it just shows you, you know, these wee teams, they can have a chance, they can have a pop, maybe something will come off at them. But I was like, I was bored by St. <laughs> Johnson for a long, for uh, for most parts of that game. Yeah, and you're right. Look, Hibs went into that game yesterday on the back of like, five losses in no, a row, no. some terrible form. But and they fought... played because of COVID as well yeah, for yeah. a few weeks. So the fact that they, they came out and they had a go at it, it's a semi-final. You don't get another shot at it, that's it. St. Johnson won those two cups and fair play to them last year, but didn't they do it in front of their fans? So I'm sure their fans would have liked to have seen something from them. Yesterday, they... They brought an alright crowd for St Johnston, but for that to go ahead and them to get what a long range shot from Bryson is the, the <laughs> closest they'll get. And not even that, like if you're going to be a team that defends like that and gets back into position, that's fine because they did make it difficult for Celtic and they're very, very good at doing that. But you have to have something going forward. Is is, is it going to be as simple as let's get a corner and hope we can get a goal from that? Because yeah. they offered absolutely nothing, even the changes they made did absolutely nothing and ultimately they got what they deserved. We're not talking about uh, like a second division, the romance of the cup team mm. here. We're talking about an established premier, yeah. a premiership yeah. side who, as we keep mentioning, have won both cups recently. Oh. It's not as if it's the first semi-final mm. they've been to in a hundred years. So they, they let the occasion get the better of them. They just chose to play like that. And I think over, I think there's a kind of general theme in Scottish football, probably in wider football, mm. I don't know. But certainly on the podcast, we we come to accept that certain teams will play like that against Celtic, and we we sort of we almost kind of patronise these teams by saying, yeah, but they can't. They've got a game plan, and they're so organised, and all of that. No, and I'm I'm sick. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of this sort of mealy mouth. Full respect we pay for mm. this. I'm just, I've kind of gotten to the end of my patience with it. I'm just like, it's just pish. It's like, it's like a <laughs> lot of care pish. pish. Uh, oh, they were well organised. At least the St. Johnson fans got to watch Jota and Phil Flo. Yeah, that, well. that was something for them because I think Jota is our gift, Celtic's gift to this bum league. <laughs> um, because that boy was absolutely dancing. He's dancing again, and it just seems like every every game he plays. Hey, Scottish now. football, once again, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> He's one of those players that you are excited to watch and you can't help help but be excited because every time he gets the ball, like something could happen. And that Rabona cross he done it uh, <laughs> over in the first half, you're like, like okay, if players do that and there's nothing, nothing comes of it. They maybe do step overs before they even get to a player and just does nothing. He's got the end product to the skills, the flair, and he's just sublime to watch every single game. Yeah, and that Rabona cross could have been even better as well if it wasn't for, I, I think David Turnbull, I've seen it back a couple of times, could have been a wee bit more aggressive with it, mm. try and get on the end of that, stick it away and what an assist that would have been because I think technically because it didn't fall to Turnbull, that just goes down on the, the spreadsheets for those oh, yeah. enthusiasts of that kind of thing as an incomplete well, cross. Do you know if he didn't uh, take the piss out of that guy? at that moment in time pirouette and do a Rabona cross he could have created a better XA opportunity <laughs> for himself and we would have maybe not scored that either um, 
Jota um, is just another one of these players that he's really, really found his feet at Celtic under Angie's Player of the Month, Player of the Month for October. Yeah, yeah for, no, October. I've lost track. Big of surprise that. What month? What month is? I know, but there's a couple of players now you're starting to see. Juranovic, for example, solid, absolutely solid. And I know there's a lot of talk about signing Jota, and it's a no-brainer. We should absolutely sign him. But I'm starting to look at Carter Vickers as well, Stephen, and go. Yeah, I'm signed up and all. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Carter Vickers I've been talking about for a while as a kind of unsung star of mm. this team. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Can't really pinpoint any mistakes he's made, really. I and mean, Starfield's had a couple of dodgy moments, as most defenders will have. I'm sure there'll be some in there. Uh, it misplaces the odd pass. That's the best I can do mm. to, to criticise Carter Vickers. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And I think a couple of weeks ago, and for a while now, we've been talking about the defence and how it's it's really solid and it's limiting teams to almost no chances in games and it kind of comes under this cloud of this just this suspicion that the Celtic defence is always ropey yeah. it's just always dodgy it's always the dodgy part of the team that whenever anyone's talking about it you, you hear countless pundits such as they are in Scotland <laughs> talking about how yeah they're great going forward but they need to show things up at the back we're not conceding any chances yeah, never yeah. mind goals and when you break it down any its individual parts all of them will probably have had some degree of criticism so far, but when they come together, it's it's an absolutely solid unit. You look at the the keeper who we've dragged in for Burnley and Spurs and all that, yeah. who doesn't suit the system, and he, you know he's he's a former England keeper, can't dive to his left and all that. <laughs> I've got him behind the bricky, the mm. the Spurs reject, the bomb scare, Starfelt. Stevens two things, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes, it can. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Stephen Welsh, who isn't he good enough for Celtic? Greg Taylor, who isn't he good enough for Celtic? Juranovic, who's actually a right back playing at left back. None of that should work. Mm-hmm. If any of that's to be believed, none of it should work. <laughs> yeah, but they're, yeah. they're an absolutely great unit together, and we're barely, as I say, barely even allowing chances. Never mind goals. And, and it's, it's all down to Ange. It's all down to Ange. I was listening to Ange talk to, I think it was an Australian radio station midweek, and he was saying when he first came into Celtic, and it's an interesting interview if you want to, you want to check it out. Um, he was saying when he came in at Celtic, he just he, he now feels like the, he's had enough time with the players that are all starting to buy in. He says, but I wanted to play my way from day one because he thought, if I'm not going to get much time in this job, that he knew people didn't want him here and he wasn't a known name and all this sort of stuff. He thought, look, I might as well go out playing my own way. And I think it's true that it has taken some players longer than others to get into it, especially us playing out for the back. Some of, the only people that have not really bought into that are the fans, kind of, this playing out, playing out for the back stuff. We did see a few hairy moments for that, Melly. But I think there's... We'll obviously talk a bit more about Jota, Kyogo. These guys are stealing the headlines, but there's some really good players in that defence. There is. Throughout the whole team, everybody's starting to sort of flourish. You can, one or two players go out, one one or two come in, and it's not a completely different setup. It's not mm. a complete change in performance. And that's down to the manager who has came in from day one and said, this is how I'm going to play. Let's get on board. And also the players... As well, by Anthony, like, Anthony Ralston's sort of the poster boy for that. Mm. At the start of the season, we were panicking. Why is he getting a new deal? What a state this club is in. To now, he's one of the first names in the team sheet, one of the most consistent players. And there's reasons for that. And look, a lot of their reasons is Anthony Ralston. He's got his head down, he's worked hard, he's played very well, and he's a really good athlete. But at the same time, we've given him the chance to be a really good footballer mm. in this yeah. system. He's bought into it. And a lot of the other players have too. If footballers are going to be at their best, they need to be confident, they need to be comfortable on the ball. And this system, this way Ange plays, allows players to do that. And when a guy like Anthony Ralston is coming in looking like one of your better players, the reason for that isn't just one reason. It's the manager, it's the player, and it's also the system as well. We've seen it last season. We didn't have a system. We didn't have anything. The players looked like they were playing with no instructions. They know exactly what they're doing now. They're playing well and they're playing with confidence. And the best thing about it is it's tremendous to watch. We produced a, 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 a unique, a new uh, idea for the, the Patreon. It was a commentary track. So we sat down and we released it during the international break for all patrons. And we, we gave our thoughts like commentary. If you've ever watched like a film commentary track about where we just commentated on the game as live. It wasn't play by play, but it was like the full 90 minutes of the Manchester City game from a couple of a couple of seasons ago, the 3-3 game. And we played an interesting game in that one, all of us, where we spotted how many times Craig Gordon's long kicks actually fell to a Celtic player. The f- it was hardly any, by the way, <laughs> dear listener. Um, the, the, the reason I bring that up is because it's, it makes infinitely more sense trying to play it. It might not work every time, but sooner or later, with good coaching, good management, the players will get it. And it's a much 
more efficient, much better, more entertaining way as well to play. Yeah, no, no doubt. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't look at anyone particularly <laughs> there. I'm sorry, it was my fault. No, no, no doubt. And we've, we've been talking about this for a while now, and I, th- I feel like it's getting better. Yes, you will concede a couple of chances, and that is just the nature of football. Yeah. There's not, nothing's perfect. No team will ever have a one hundred percent possession. It just doesn't no. happen. Like it, we we laugh about having eighty percent possession against these teams, but you will. The, the, another team will have twenty percent possession. That's not a failure on Celtic's part. And conceding the odd chance isn't necessarily a failure either. It's just the nature of football. It's unpredictable, and that's why we that's why we enjoy it so much. But by and large, when you play out from the back, you keep the ball, and as we've just discussed. You don't concede chances, you don't concede goals, you keep the ball an awful lot more, you create, should create more chances. And when people are urging the, you know, the use of just launch it, yeah. just get it up the park, and you still, you still hear a lot of that, mm. at the, at the, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, you pay your money, you're entitled to the opinion and all, all that, even though I, I don't actually agree with that, you're not, <laughs> you're not entitled to your opinion if it's rubbish, but um, you, 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 no, okay. you do still hear people just launch it, but no one ever really thinks about the second phase of that, yeah. what happens next, right, right, let's say we do just punt it, that it comes straight back, that we punt it again. Yeah, you know, just just a constant harder, harder and truer up the pitch. Yeah. Just end up playing a game of tennis, basically over the halfway line, and that's that's crazy, really. Uh, of course, of course, there are circumstances during which it is necessary to mm. to hit it long because you, you don't want to just play yourself into trouble deliberately. But by and large, playing out from the back has served Celtic extremely well, not only this season but for several seasons now. I mean, no one. I don't think any manager worth his salt comes into a club and just starts, just says, well, let's head it long. I mean, <laughs> Did I, you see that guy? Um, I can't remember his name. He, some Rangers fan on, sports journalist Rangers fan on um, on Twitter. He, he made the point, and I memed it oh, from 20 Minute Times Twitter. He made the point where Giovanni scored a lot of his goals outside the box. <laughs> so I wonder if that's what we're going to see for the Rangers team. And I thought... Yeah, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Just is he just going to say it, lads? Right, uh, lads, I used to a wee trick, right? Hit it in the face. <laughs> they, they all shut up, and it's the same. That has no more. Giovanni van Bronckhorst was really good at that, but that has no more merit in it than Ronaldinho coming into your team and saying, "By the way, see some of the stuff I used to do. <laughs> just do that, but we should be all right." So I this this I don't I don't know why I mentioned that, but it's sort of connected to this theory that some manager for olden days is going to come in and start telling Joe Hart to go long with it. That's the new tactic, and that'd be terrifying if it was. Yeah, we've seen it a lot of times. I mention it quite a lot when I'm at games. Let's see if you start a game and think, right, I'm going to see how many times if Joe Hart does punt it, how many mm. times Celtic win it. And it's won it most in most games because look who he's punting it to, Jota, Kyogo and Abada. Mm. We're not going to win it. If anything, you're going to win second balls. But Celtic have got too many good players to be playing like that. Yep. Look, every player throughout that team, even down to near Beaton, had a good game during it. They're all good on the ball and I include Ralston in that. Juranovic and the other good footballers on the ball technically wasting it if we were just going to punt it up the pitch and even like I thought Beaton played well but within that we could have done a bit better couldn't we, we I thought there was a big butt coming yeah, there for yeah. Beaton <laughs> I'm trying to word this again properly because while Beaton played well I still feel it was a bit too pedestrian at times. It was between him and the two fullbacks when they moved in in the centre half. There was too much playing about there. And while I'm all for keeping ball and recycling possession, sometimes you need to make those passes into midfield and get players on the turn. But I felt we missed a bit of Rogic. But it's not as if it's Beaton's fault because he's simply not Callum McGregor in that position. He's just a wee bit different in the way he plays. But I felt in the first half and the start of the second half, we weren't moving the ball into midfield quick enough, yeah. which meant we weren't getting out wide, which meant they obviously got into shape. But at the same time, I still felt Celtic won this game. Speaking of being in shape, I like your jumper. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's uh, got a little less than that. I also need to apologise. I'm having some throat issues from the mouthwash that oh. I swallowed <laughs> earlier on by accident. Very burny. Who was it? That's just put me in mind of something. Was there not a footballer who once got injured for dropping a bottle? No, oh, it was aftershave, aftershave wasn't it? Was I was going to say, I dropped a bottle of aftershave on his foot or something like that. I was going to say, you got a, a pre match injury here, but <laughs> was swallowing some mouthwash. But, uh, on Beaton, I think, I think Melly's right. I think both things can exist, though. I think you can say he had a good game individually because he did. He broke down some attacks, you know, big 
air quotes yeah. attacks from St Johnston. Uh, but that but that's fine. He, he snuffed he things out. He brought down their attack. Yeah, he brought down their attack. <laughs> but um, he snuffed things out in midfield and even had a, a couple of really nice bits of skill and a couple of nice, nice passes as well. That pirouette um, was, was absolutely lovely. But at the same time, it can also be the case that he does... It, it maybe not necessarily moves the ball quickly enough for a team that wants to move the ball really mm. quickly and a team that it's, it's really of utmost importance that they move the ball really quickly against a team like St. John's yeah. and that's, that's kind of the whole the whole idea against trying to break through a thing like that but I think both things can exist I think uh, Nier Buton did have a good game uh, I think uh, we need to talk about Abada again I think when James Forrest came off the bench I think do you think that maybe signalled the end of Abada's run at that uh, right wing position Stephen? Yeah yeah. for now I think James Forrest after the goal and and you know not just the goal he's James Forrest I think he mm. certainly deserves to play a bit now that's not to say that I'm writing Abada off and it's going to be James Forrest's position forever because it just doesn't work like that we could find out that in five six weeks time James Forrest could have a you know a a, a niggly injury again or yeah. he could be uh, have his own game consistencies and Abada comes back in but what's good is that we've got, finally got competition for the for the I role was just, I just I was I was honestly surprised Abada stayed on for as long as he did because he didn't I mean ah, he's push <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, look you, you always get stuck when you do these I was I was listening to another podcast the other day and I'm going to quote it badly but I did say this in the reaction I'm sure if you have a black and white opinion about something you offend 50% of the people who don't agree with right. you but if you're in the middle of the road about something then you offend the majority Everybody, of the people right. that don't agree with you right? so you kind of have to you kind of have to pick one way or bad I hear and I'm going to caveat by saying he's young so he's a player yep. that's going to improve but Melly he, he did nothing in that game yeah Not, nothing he is suffering from the fact that he plays alongside Kyogo and Jota who are just absolutely tremendous mm. players and that should spur him on if anything <laughs> exactly and the fact that James Forrest comes on and scores probably just I would suffer as well if yeah. I was rubbish compared to those two <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, oh wait I thought you were being like but what you're saying is they two are so good it's making a bad I feel bad about how shite he is yeah <laughs> like, I can't he's, he's He's doing Rabona's over there. <laughs> I can't even beat a man. Come on, <laughs> like that. That that is the problem. It, those those are going to get so much, oh, yeah. so much anger for this in the comments. <laughs> those two are so good, but at the same time, we've spoken rubbish. I don't know. Uh, I'm a wicked. <laughs> we've spoke about how look, he's got goals, yes, but when you take the goals out of his game, like at the weekend, if he doesn't score, he doesn't contribute yeah. anything really, anything significant. Johnson are tough to break down, but that doesn't mean he can't take on a man and beat him. It doesn't mean he can't get any dangerous positions to score. And he didn't seem to do that. He is young. James Forrest comes on, and when you compare the two players, look, James Forrest a lot more experienced. He's played in a lot bigger games. He's been more consistent. But at that age, James Forrest was very inconsistent as well. And it took James Forrest until his mid-20s when he got Brendan Rodgers came in before he mm. really flourished. So there's plenty of time for a badder, but right now... If you're offering me a bad or James Forrest to play the next game, probably Both. You know, <laughs> I'll I'll be taking James Forrest. Yeah. But at the same time, we need to be careful here because we've so many games coming up November, December, until this January break that we're going to need both players. We're going to need both options. But it'd be nice if both of them are playing well. And right now, a bad isn't doing that. Good hat for the goal, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. First of all, credit to Furuhashi for his persistent mo perpetual motion, his closing down of the goalkeeper. Oh. Oh, did, did he close down a keeper that hit the ball long? Ah, oh, bad pat. How did that <laughs> in, in Celtic scored from the result. Good finish. Good hit. Yep. And uh, also to mention Kyogo, who was celebrating before Forrest even hit the ball. Mm. Did you see that? Did you see the no. video back? He walked away with his hands in there before the ball even like, dropped at Forrest. Oh, Absolutely brilliant. Poop on your party here, but I thought he was calling for the handball foot. When was he? Like, oh, we're going to talk about the referee. And somebody did, somebody put their us. hand up, but I thought I thought Furuhashi was wandered away um, celebrating. Get in touch, guys. Let, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Down there. Um, <laughs> uh, you can actually do that because the position you're sitting in the comments are directly <laughs> yeah, below you. Yeah, yeah, but I, it was a, a great finish. Funnily enough, you're never going to save it from that that range. You're, you're just never. No. I mean, Forrest had pretty much just drilled it home as as he should there. But 
Kiefer just kind of came out and made himself smaller right enough. He kind of led with his foot and just tried to kind of get his head out of the way of it. It was a bit of a, a weird approach, but I take he nothing was away from the finish. consigned to the fact it was going in the back of yeah, the net. Yeah, exactly. And rightly so, because Celtic created the chance. It was good from Jota on that left-hand side. He gets it across and Abada does get into these positions, but you just want to see more from him. There's James Forrest. This is what he's learned over the years, be in that position because the ball might drop there. Celtic deserved to get the victory. It was a great goal, but the scenes when we scored was absolutely tremendous. Mm. I've seen the unique angle the day with Cal McGregor and James Forrest celebrating together. This is a team, it's in unity. And look, when we talk about Forrest and McGregor, they've been there and done it, but with Ange Postacoglu and like what, maybe seven, eight of these players, that's their first visit to Hamden. It's their first final they're going to be playing in. Well, we've been to Hamden so many times. We've won a fucking quadruple treble. <laughs> yeah. As ridiculous as that is to say, yeah. we maybe take it for granted. It's been a long time since we've walked back from Hamden and been unhappy. Mm. Apart from when Lenin got the job. But. <laughs> yeah, we we, uh, we were all at the game together and um, we were walking back for the game. And we passed the spot in the street where I, I remember. You got a shiver. Oh, uh, <laughs> It must be here. It must be here. It happened. What did that, you know, that old lady <laughs> mean? <laughs> uh, I just remember this is the part where some guy went, He's fucking been given the job. And then that's, that's where I remembered. Uh, I remember where I was too. I wasn't far on from where you said it as well. But when you look at the team, it's a, it's a new team, it's a new management, and they've came in and sticky start to the season, but they're passing these tests with flying colours. And mm. now, and look, Ange Postacoglu said it. He said, Look, Back to that Hearts game in the first round, we were having a wee bit of tough time in there, but we got the victory. It was 3-2 in the end, but we were very comprehensive. And every round we've played in, we've just looked like we're going to get there. And look, getting to cup finals is tough. He's done it at his first ask, and at least we're there, unlike some. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The last time any team called Rangers won a treble was nearly 20 years ago. There are people on our Patreon who weren't born. <laughs> people listen to this podcast who weren't born the last time Rangers won the treble. So it, that we, would have been Big Eck then. Alex McLeish won the was treble. Was it? Yeah. Good grief. Two, 2002, 2003 was uh, when, when, when Rangers last won a treble. We've been picking them up like... Sweeties the last couple of years 2002, 2003 All down to the old ABTs That's right I, um, The thing is though 
it is important for Celtic to get back to these because we have, I mean, you can't look back to the quadruple treble. We need to work off last season, Stephen. We need to work and just pick this team up for where they left last season. Yep. Within six months, we're already back in Hamden finals. It's starting to feel like back to being Celtic again. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and there's a... There's a good lesson, I suppose, in, in that as well, because we've, we're back to a final for the first time in a, a couple of seasons when it maybe back then it seemed like it was easy. It, mm. we, we just get into the habit. It was just a habit of getting the finals and winning them for Celtic. But then last season came around and said, <laughs> not oh, so yeah. fast there. But then I think a wee knock at the door there, it'll be a Mr. Neil Francis Lennon coming in to tell you that Celtic actually won a treble as well. Well, yes, yes. So, of course, yeah. Last season. They, they won a treble last season, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so they did. But yeah, um, we had that brief period, or four-year period, where we just won everything, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, now that we've got a bit of distance from it, you look back and think it's astonishing. Crazy. And a lot of what has been under the bridge since then, but you look back, it's just an incredible achievement. But... Your point there that any team called Rangers haven't won a treble for that length of time. It just reminds you that they're trebles aren't really <laughs> exactly, but trebles aren't really a thing. They're not the thing that people that teams do. No, apart from I like it slated for I, exactly. People talk about trebles as if it's just the done thing. It's not. That's because Celtic have kind of normalised that. How important is it for Ange to get? In, I mean, say we get knocked out. How big a game was that for Ange at the weekend? I think it was huge and. Like, the now departed Mr. Gerard, as we're meant to call him. He mm. uh, shows you like, why can't I buy a cardboard cutout and post a cock glue anywhere? I want one. I, know. <laughs> I never knew there was so many. You know, I've seen Alan Partridge where you're going to see his book getting pulled. <laughs> That's, I didn't realise there were so many of these cardboard cutouts of Stephen Gerrard. You're too young for it. You need to be over 40 and have oh, it in your bedroom. <laughs> okay. But with, with Stephen Gerrard, we've obviously, sorry, Mr. Gerrard, uh, we've obviously yeah. seen the stick he's got for one trophy, nine. Mm. Well, if Ange Postacolo can get a trophy in its first time asking before even January, it's a great achievement. And you can see how the belief he can get from winning a trophy. Like days out, like sun, uh, Saturday, Sunday was a good day in. Mm. It was a tremendous, the atmosphere before the game, after the game, it's absolutely bouncing and it kind of felt like, I think I was listening to some of the better old stuff and he said, look, oh, we thought uh, Hamden was a training ground because yeah. we were there so often. That's what it feels like, where, it's how it feels to be Celtic because we are there so often and we need to get that back to show last season was just a blip and yeah. the best days out are when you see your team winning trophies and going to these places and winning. And I want to experience that again but I want Ange to experience it because this is a new team a new new era for Celtic and we deserve it we need to go out and win this final obviously but yeah. we've been playing some great stuff recently Stephen it was important for Ange and just getting that getting that first final under a belt getting that first trophy obviously we've got to get to the final in a couple of weeks we'll do all sorts of patron coverage for it we will be there well I anticipate us being at the game um, but Ange must be delighted to look how far this team has come in six months you know all the way he had a, he's still in the midst of it the, like the rebuild as we people want to get sacked the rebuild as we call it is definitely still ongoing oh yeah 100% ongoing there's big question marks over what direction this club's going behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff but for Ange to, it feels like this, this ship has been steadied a wee bit gradually getting back to me saying that we're going to be at a cup final you win it just we're edging back we've got you know things are not happening over Ibrooks way we've got them in a couple of weeks you know, between now and like end of January, there could be a really good time for Celtic. Well, let's I mean, it's, see. it's thin ice, shaky yeah. ground. Don't want to, yeah. don't want to wish it all away, but like getting excited, I'm kind of tingle. Of this, <laughs> exactly, and uh, you know what? That that wasn't actually that wasn't actually really a question or anything. You just sort of expressed your excitement, <laughs> I, and I, I get it. It's um, we'll see. We'll, we will see. We don't want to start talking as if we've won a trophy no. yet, but you know. The two big steps were taken. I don't want to be disrespectful to Hibs or anything like that because Hibs will be a tough game as well. But I think we were all anticipating not only a tough game, which we got on mm. Saturday, but we were also expecting to get Rangers in the final if if we got yeah, to it. Yeah, so, for sure. So that's two big steps towards the first possible trophy of a, a brave new era. I would have wanted Rangers though because they are passionate. <laughs> oh my god, They've, that that team that team's chucked it. And I, I, well, they're, they're telling you that. Aye, they're they're, they're literally telling you that. Corner yeah. goals is basically how they, they think. Like they won the league last year, obviously, and they think, right, that's it. A job completed done. it, mate. <laughs> Assignment finished. You know, yeah. we won that one, and that's what some of the like, the the Rangers like, pundits and all that seem to think as well. Oh, they won the most important one. I heard Andy Halliday on his podcast saying that trophy last year was as good as fours. That's that's 
small club mentality and it's Aye. no wonder your manager left. So is talking up the achievement by calling it 55 as well. <laughs> yeah. Right, we get it, right? We're, we're all aware of that. But I heard Sports Sound. I had, simply had to listen to Sports Sound because I knew it was after the after the, the Huns game of the weekend. And uh, Kenny Miller was on and he must have used the word 55 at least eight times in it. And you're like, I, yeah, this is after the defeat. It, Kenny Miller, uh, oh, just absolutely tragic. Stop to... You, Simply must go back to calling it the title. You won the title, right? Yeah. Stop, stop glorifying it. Stop gilding the lily by calling it fifty-five. We, we, it doesn't become worth three trophies because Andy Halliday says so, and it doesn't become worth five trophies because you call it fifty-five. You won the title, which is which is great. I, I'm going to come across very bitter here. Yes, I know. But the best thing about Rangers losing is the the memes that uh, that your dad sends you on WhatsApp. <laughs> All the memes that you see. Dad's app. There's a, there's a special level of <laughs> yeah. WhatsApp that's just for dads as well. And all the, all the memes can filter on through. I've said this in this podcast before, but dads love that app that makes pictures sing. If you saw the Stephen Gerrard one was doing the rounds, but the best, the best, the best, the best post laughing at Sevco meme that I ever seen was the one I sent in the group oh, chat earlier on. Every box, ticked every box. It was. <laughs> Sort of in- incomprehensible, yeah. terrible grammar. It spelled T H E R E for there, there out. Uh, it had a picture of Mickey Flanagan. It had a Celtic badge that said "Faithful Through Through" on it. <laughs> it had absolutely it everything. Sevco, uh, Sevco, Sev- yes. Sevco, not out there, out, out. Didn't make. Also, didn't make sense. Also, didn't make any sense at all. Um, do you know what else didn't make sense? Nick Walsh's continued employment as a referee. You, you you said it, Melly, in the reaction. You can tell when the referee's having a shocker when every player on the pitch is like, the fuck are you doing there? So pedantic. So, he just ruined the game as a spectacle mm. or did his best to. I, I don't, it just seemed to be a stickler for the rules. But make, before that, sticking to the rules, that's fine, mate. But you're making terrible decisions with those yeah. rules as well. He just didn't allow play to flow. He, I seen... Cal McGregor right in front of me losing the plot with him. A second later, Murray Davidson losing the plot with him. Callum Davidson lost the plot with him. He was dishing out yellow cards to Kyogo for standing there, basically. Yeah, I need, no, I need to do this Kyogo one. So Kyogo got halved, right? Mm-hmm. And then kicked while he was on the ground, right? So Kyogo, the guy that halved Kyogo got booked, right? So the only reason Kyogo is on the floor is because this guy committed a foul, right? Then the guy that kicks him also gets booked, right? And Kyogo stands up angry. Now, the only reason Kyogo's on the floor and angry is because he's been <laughs> halved and kicked. Kyogo reacts to being kicked and he gets booked. And I thought to myself, you can't possibly... He's only human. How can the reaction to getting halved and kicked be the same punishment level as getting halved and kicked? It's mental. It's, it's crazy. It was we decisions like that that just infuriated everybody the crowd the players the it management it, it was it was a shocking a shocking performance for for a, a game that had no big decisions in it there was no big penalty yeah. shouts there was no wild tackles no, then John like, did fling it a wee yeah, bit yeah. Uh, that was a definite red card no. yeah uh, it was pretty shock- but didn't he get booked for that yeah. which meant he saw it <laughs> and thought it was only worthy of a yellow what he, fl- he went up and went wallop, right? What? What? It was no complicated thing. It wasn't a stramash. He wasn't. He wasn't. His view obviously wasn't. He blocked. He saw it and made the decision. What did you think happened? It was Sean Rooney, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I laughed after that because he's a mad Celtic fan, and then after that, every time he touched the ball, he was getting booed by every <laughs> Celtic. Good. Fan. I know. I, I, the only thing I can think of, if you see that and issue a booking, is that you've decided it's. It's one of those you jump and you raise your arms or whatever. Momentum. And yeah, your momentum yeah. Is, is a counterbalance to your weight or something like that. So it's not deliberate. So it's worth a booking because it's reckless or yeah. whatever. That's the only thing. I'm, that, I'm, that's total speculation on my behalf because it's the only thing I can think of that wouldn't lead to a straight red card. It was a, a, an incredible decision. But on the on the referee, I mean, this is, this is immense credit to the Celtic fans as well because they created an atmosphere in a stadium where it's no easy to do that mm. on a, during a game that didn't really live up to any kind of atmosphere. It was a poor game and the referee was, <laughs> was stopping it every two minutes for pedantic reasons, as Melly said. So to have generated the atmosphere they did, or we did, out of that is you know t- tremendous, uh, tremendous credit for that. But the referee, I've always thought that... You know, the, well, the big cliche is that 
you know, if they're having a good game, you won't notice them so much. You know, they'll just be in the background and you'll, they'll let yeah. the game flow. But he somehow managed to just annoy every single person <laughs> in the stadium. And that's the opposite of what you want from a referee. But it's every week. It's every week we're yeah. talking about referees with either terrible decisions or numerous petty decisions. And I honestly think at some points, well, I don't think it's true. The more you criticise referees, the more they try and piss off the players and the fans. Because yeah. we've seen this before when they went on strike. Because they were getting well, they went on strike because they lied to the Celtic manager and got found out lying to the Celtic manager. But I'm a bit like part of me is beginning to wonder if this is the referees going right. Well, if they're going to have a go at us, we're going to have we're going to make sure we book every single person that does anything wrong for these games and they'll let the games go. Did you see the one in the the Dundee United game? What game was it? Um, oh, the that Aberdeen game. Them. Yeah, yeah, the fan. Yeah. What, did, what did you make of that? Because I saw I saw Bobby Mad got a lot of stick for that, but I feel like I'm in the minority. I thought. You can't be squaring up to a fan. But, uh, well, it was a second yellow card. I, when I first got told about it, I thought it was a straight red. Mm. But what's the guy meant to do? He's went to get the ball, momentum sort of carried him in, and a guy has shoved him. Is he just meant to go, oh, I can't do anything? Are you meant to just walk away? I think you can't square it, because that could start. Well, could you not say that about Kyogo then? No, because Kyogo, I like him. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, no. Fair enough. Yep. Tick. Yeah, Move on. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the defence rests. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leverkusen coming up, but mm. we do have Aberdeen as well. Stephen, what's the more important game? It's Aberdeen, I think. Um, Leverkusen will be a big and a big test uh, mm. for the for the players, as it always is playing against top European opposition. Of course, you look forward to those, but in terms of you know, the, the stature, the importance of the game is definitely Aberdeen. You just need to keep winning. Need to keep winning these domestic games. Leverkusen will be very, very difficult. Don't expect to really take much from them. I saw the, some highlights of their game at the weekend, the 1-1-0. Uh, a header in the fourth minute from a cross from Frimpong. Yeah, oh, right it, was, yeah. it was a crying header, actually. It, it, it crossed Frimpong, put in a sort of... You know, that kind of cross we're always describing that James Forrest puts in the weekend, mm. of clipped hanging ones. Yeah. But it went quite far out. So the guy, it was like a standing header from about eight yards and he had to generate all the power from a, like a standing mm. header and the keeper just sort of saved it about six inches behind the line. It was <laughs> some header, but uh, it would be a, a very difficult game. They're the runaway favourites and best team in the group. Yeah. One of the I, best I think, teams in Europe as well. I think I checked last time we played them, I think they were second favourites or something to win the whole tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, unsurprised. I think they're the fourth in uh, the Bundesliga. Yeah. Fact fans as well, do you know who was in, they were playing Bochum. Um, mm. Yeah, so who, who were in a bit of form. Actually, do you know who was on the bench for them? For Bochum? Yep. Can you Has something in common with Jeremy Frimpong in that he's a legendary Celtic right back. See the Yanko? Nope. Gamboa? Oh. It's Christian oh. Gamboa. He's on the bench for both. He's in the Bundesliga. <laughs> Staggering. Failing upwards. Yeah, you can still find him. Another guy, <laughs> Ralston, just displaced. It's going to be a really tough game on Thursday, but again, I'm not really fearing it. We might come out and get a beating. We got a beating at home, but I think we're a lot... We've got better players yeah. back mm. now. And it is going to be tough. It's going to be the second least important the least important game of the two but at the same time you don't want to go out there and get scalped and then maybe take the shine off this momentum because while we are playing well while Rangers have went out of the cup and while it was absolutely hilarious on and off the pitch what happened to them the the fact is they're still ahead of us in the league yeah. they've got a oh, new yeah. they've got a new manager in and despite the fact that Gerrard's left which is also funny they've brought in the guy that's probably the best candidate so Celtic can't be looking at this going right okay we, yeah. we still need to make up these points and there's a lot of games November, December until we play them we cannot really afford to be falling further behind here because they could go on a run and I think with the cup final one of our games has moved to later in December which means we'll be another game behind albeit for a short space of time so it's all about just keeping up the momentum and winning games here and if you're asking me if I had to win one out of the two It'd be the Aberdeen game, unfortunately. You know, my favourite thing about the appointment of Giovanni van Bronckhorst is what? that... Um, oh, the names? No, no, no. I thought, well, there's, there's <laughs> going to be that. They made up names and people are already sending us them. So <laughs> thank you to you on Twitter for the, those hilariously terrible pun names in Scottish football. But my favourite thing, I didn't see the game uh, yesterday, unfortunately, because I don't. I tend not to pay attention to Rangers games unless the old WhatsApp starts lighting up and I said, oh. <laughs> but they, they went 1-0 down and what I said was, Come back to me after seventy minutes. Yeah, I don't yeah. care if they're one 0 It's far too early for that. So, so I was I was out 
uh, out for out for dinner in Glasgow's leafy West End, a succulent mm. Turkish meal, <laughs> succulent <laughs> lamb. So um, while, while the game was going on, I was getting more and more updates, and it was coming, mm. more and more goals were coming in. And I was sitting there, and this this was a just a peek behind the curtain. Here. It was a thrilling race against time. It was a busy place I was in, the, the type of place that gives you the bill whether you've asked for it or not. Oh, so I it's like just a kind like of that. you get sort I of like thing. But this was in the crucial time where I'm hitting, I'm sitting hovering over the gif that we post after, oh, every, yes. <laughs> after every bad Rangers result. Yes. Again, Twitter followers will know about it. We've been posting it for years. The famous gif. So the bill had already come and I can feel the tension, but, <laughs> but it was like 93rd minute or something. I can't leave before. before <laughs> the, the I, I, I don't know how important this is. So, but my, Try to laugh at home. I, my favourite thing about the appointment is that I, get, I hadn't seen any of this at the time, but I've seen some stuff back and I've heard some people talking. They're already blaming Brian Broncos for not going into, yes, half, into this dressing room at half time. It's incredible. So he's, he's starting off on a bad foot because he's effectively getting the blame for letting some Janny take the, take the team yesterday. It's slightly peculiar that he didn't take the team. He obviously thought, he obviously got wind that the preparation wasn't going too well and there was a likelihood that they were going to lose this game. He thought, well, I don't want my first my first game to be like two days after I'm in the country and it all goes, you know, tits up. But at the same time, I thought to myself, shite bag. <laughs> I'd love to know what Rangers fans think he should have done at half time, though. Just bringing his big giant book of like Giovanni Brown Broncos playbooks. Right, here's what you do, guys. Here's the game plan I've been working on my entire career. I want you to digest this in seven minutes at half time and go out and do it. The thing about Giovanni, right, is he's the same height as Danny DeVito. <laughs> So he, it's pure comedy. He's going to kick in, kick the door in, and they expect he has big figure. And they're all like looking up here, and then in walks Giovanni, and he's like, Giovanni DeVito. Giovanni. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he's going to start reading them the right act. No, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. I, I no. think it's been done before, like, but it has Giovanni been. Giovanni It has oh, been guys like God. Sam Allardyce that have stormed in, but like. On the coverage, like it was, as soon as a halftime whistle blew, they just zoomed in on him in the hospitality <laughs> bit, sitting there with his wife and some other guy having a cup of tea. Like, no, Jinky's going to go sounds down. Weird. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, don't have to cast any aspersions on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. He's just in the door, but odd setup he's got there. <laughs> don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but it's all it's all there when they lose games. It, it just goes nuts, doesn't it? It goes nuts. It's brilliant. They've seen they're wanting gold sent out instead but of. Do you know what's so good about it? Do you know what's so good about it on this occasion? We've sp- probably spent more time laughing at the Rangers on this podcast yeah. than we have talking about Celtic. But do you know what's so good about it on this occasion? I get the, I do get the feeling that they've chucked it. The players, I get the feeling that they are maybe not a million miles away from where we were last season. Now that's not to say a new manager coming in can't revitalise them yeah. and all that because God knows something's changing the manager works Celtic <laughs> and you know we could have maybe brought someone in and revitalised what was going on last season. But just the way they're talking you get the feeling like they came to win that league and were promised moves and they won the league and the and the first chance Jared gets he's like well I'm off and the player's like well if he's gone I might as well go Kent and Morelos haven't kicked the ball for Rangers all season no. they've barely signed anyone new worthy of mention so to, to bring it back round to Celtic we said a couple of maybe a month or so ago what represents progress for Celtic and we said we need to be within touching distance of Rangers at the yeah. end of the season right let's have a look at this now but coming up to December, January window just around the corner. By all accounts, Celtic are gearing up to bring in some players for January. That's what Ange wants. You expect that to be seen through. Four points going into the next Glasgow derby um, in January. I'd be very surprised if it is four points mm. either way. Well, that, well, that's what I was going to say. Is that is that the minimum? We we can't. You know, that's the minimum now, isn't it? We want to look to overtake them before that game with all that's been going on. We need to capitalise in this Rangers slip up. It's, it's a lot of Rangers do have difficult games over November, December. They have to go all the sort of top six away from home. We've had we've had that run, but they are probably lucky in the fact that they have brought in somebody new and it'll be something fresh for them mm. to do because it looks like they've kind of needed it. So I'm no willing to say they can't turn that around and no. go on a good run because all it takes is Celtic to drop points in two games, them to win them, and then we're looking at that going, oh, off the year, that's maybe six to eight points. But if we get to the game and in January against them it's the one before the break we really need to win it either way but to go in it and have to win it to have mm. a chance of staying in the title is a is a big ask and a lot of pressure so would like it to be under four points but we do need to 
lay a marker on them we at do. some point. We have to cap. Yes. We have to capitalize. Somebody asked us a question on the Friday phone, and uh, which is another Patreon podcast. Like, we, we, do we want to beat Rangers or win the league and uh, uh, or win the league cup? I can't remember yeah, the, the, cup, yeah. the, the, the specifics of it. It was, it was beat Rangers or win the league cup. Off. Right. <laughs> we, we have to beat Rangers. It's been lo- it's been far too long since we beat them, and if we can't beat them after losing our manager and the performances they've been turning in and the players looking as it. Ange is making good progress but the next big one is beating Rangers isn't it? Aye I mean even for the, the complexion of the season we can't have lost twice to no. them you know I, I don't, it wouldn't be it won't be game over man if they, mm. if we do that if we do lose to them but we'd, for the sake of dealing some kind of psychological blow to, to an already fragile team now I, I don't want to get carried away with that because yeah. now that Van Bronckhorst is in in all seriousness I don't really expect anything to change from them because they've, mm. they've just really gone from a, albeit have already peaked team but a, a well coached well drilled team to be honest with you I would not be surprised if Van Bronckhorst was a better manager than well, Gerard, that, that, that that's what I mean. Gerard the only reason I would have paid any attention to it at all is if they'd made a disastrous appointment yeah. right? if, they, if they'd gone out and, sent, and appointed Billy Davis or Derek <laughs> McInnes or something like that that would have been something notable but all I can see happening is that there's very little between the two teams just now. They were already a pretty well drilled team. That you know we haven't earned the right to call ourselves the best team in the country no, just yeah. yet, right? We just haven't. So they're effectively they're the top of the league. They've won the last derby. They're still the best team. I expect that to continue for now. It's up to Celtic. We need to concentrate on ourselves and we need to get back on on their coattails and put as much pressure on them as possible because we can't come at this from a point of view that oh they're going to they're going to yeah. just chuck it because we've done that before and look where it got us. So. Concentration's all on Celtic at the moment. Full for me. steam ahead, foot on the gas for Celtic. Support Andrew January. That's that's the the most important thing. We've got a couple of important games coming up. Very busy, very busy December month. Lots of coverage from us on patreon.com slash twenty minute tens. But this seems like a good place as any to wrap up. Do you get any final thoughts? Do you think we covered did we laugh at the Huns enough? It's up there, but yeah, yeah is, we need to tick that. It is, <laughs> it, is on the, it is on the agenda. I think people are more than happy with our <laughs> laughing at the Rangers pals. Yeah. And on that, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for watching to everyone on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, most people that watch it on YouTube aren't yet subscribed. Just hit that subscribe button. And also, if you hit the notification bell, you'll know when it comes out. So you don't have to like tweet us and see when's it coming out and stuff. You'll get a, you'll get a wee notification. Thank you. Stephen, would you like to say goodbye? Yes, thank you very much for listening, folks. And sure, thank you very much to Bertie Old. We didn't get much of a chance to, yeah. but but that that tribute at the game was was enough. That that summed up better than we possibly could. So that that was for you, Bertie, and you know, thanks for the memories. I'll echo that, Mr. Celtic, the life and soul, and a good weekend to be up at. Thanks for listening. 